0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Well, if you want to go to Michigan, Ohio State this season, you're going to have to pay a pretty penny. This is going to be the most anticipated game of the college football season, the way that things are shaping up.
0: You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference.
1: Happy Wednesday, Nate Dickinson with you. You're listening into Locked On Big 10. Everything you need to know about the Big 10 Conference every day of the week. Coming up on today's program, going to take a look at all the latest news from around the Big 10 and also talk with Jacob Rude from Locked On Hoosiers. Get his takes on the AP preseason top 25 which we talked about yesterday to start off the show. Only 3 Big Ten programs mentioned in that top 25. A whole lot of others receiving votes too, though. We'll get Jacob's take on it later on the program. First, though, today's episode is brought to you in part by Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Let's get into the latest news from around the Big Ten, starting with a big price tag on the Michigan-Ohio State game. Uh, this coming from Saturday Tradition, which looked up and pointed out that the cheapest ticket they could find for Michigan-Ohio State at the end of the season was at $702. This just, in my mind, puts a dollar sign on something that we have started to get to know as true as the season has gone on. And that's that this Michigan-Ohio State game is not only going to be the most anticipated game in the Big Ten, but I think the most anticipated game out of all of college football this regular season. I mean, just think about what we have right now. With Michigan and Ohio State, you have hype that is there because of the rivalry, is there because of what's happened most recently in that rivalry, and is there because of where these two teams have been in the rankings the entire season. I was looking at all the other games that we have yet to play. Because Michigan-Ohio State's going to be bigger than anything that's been played so far, I think. Bigger than Tennessee-Alabama, at least as far as going into it, the anticipation going up to it. Only game that really stacks up would be Georgia hosting it now number three Tennessee here in four weeks. I still think Michigan-Ohio State takes the cake, though. For the reason that this is something that's been going on all year leading up to this game. And yes, it was like that way last year with these two teams, but we didn't know that Michigan was going to be that kind of a good last year. Michigan had not beaten Ohio State when it was going into that game last year. Right now, these are two teams who, forget about the history, will have been top five, not just right now when they play, but the entire season. It's something that is I don't know if it's had that kind of hype since probably a couple of former SEC power, like an Alabama-Georgia game from a couple of years ago. It's one of those kind of situations that usually has been exclusively reserved for the SEC, a kind of force where you have two such dominant teams that you pretty much know all season that these teams are the best and they're going to be meeting at the very end. I don't know if we've had that kind of a season-long anticipation leading up to a game like we're going to have leading up to this game. And then you add on that, of course, it's the rivalry between Michigan and Ohio State and that Jim Harbaugh finally did beat Ohio State for the first time in such a long time last year. And also you add on the fact that while Ohio State's looking for revenge, they're also looking better than ever in recent memory, at least In my opinion, the best team Ryan Day has put together top to bottom. All that put together and you have what is going to be, in my opinion, the biggest game in the college football season going to the Big Ten. And I don't know when the last time you could have said that was. Yes, last year, Michigan-Ohio State had that kind of gravity at the end of the year and by the time we got to the game. But it was not that kind of a season-long waiting for and anticipation that we're going to see now. And I think that's something that's a little bit special and unique and something we need to appreciate as it gets closer and closer. And as it becomes kind of more and more apparent that these two teams are the best two teams in the Big Ten by such a margin that I feel like we're all kind of pretty confident that both those teams are going to go into that game undefeated. Anything can happen in the Big Ten. But as it stands right now, I'm far and away Michigan and Ohio State over everybody else. Other big news from around the Big Ten, James Franklin wants the Big Ten to act on the tunnel issue at Michigan. I don't know exactly what that means, but if you were watching the Michigan-Penn State game on Saturday, you saw that at halftime there was a little bit of a back and forth, players yelling at each other. And part of that's because there's only one tunnel at the Michigan Stadium. So both teams have to go through it to get to their locker rooms. It's been a problem apparently before, at least that's what James Franklin said. He had this direct quote, quote, I prefer to talk about these things in the offseason, but the one tunnel is a problem. It's a problem and has been a problem. I, He said again that other teams have had problems with this before. It, I mean, Michigan fans, I'm sure, would be able to point out better than I can since they're watching it every single week when those times are. But the fact of the matter is, like, even if that's true, just take control of your team is like the biggest overarching thing. Yeah, maybe a modern stadium should have two tunnels so you don't have to rub up against your opponent's shoulders when you're going into halftime. But I mean, we, we can be adults about this. No, we, we can get to the locker room at halftime without going at each other's throats players were saying that there had been a whole lot of talk throughout the week on social media leading up to this game. And that had led to at least a little bit of what had started this at halftime. But I think the biggest thing is just behave yourself. Again, I don't know what the Big Ten is supposed to be able to do in this situation. It can't force Michigan to renovate the stadium. It can't force Michigan to build a new stadium. It Can't, I guess, force the two teams to stay further apart and wait for each other when they're waiting to go in at halftime. I don't know what is supposed to happen with this, but James Franklin's not happy about it. I understand not being happy about it as a head coach, and I understand the frustration of thinking, hey, this is the Big Ten. We're supposed to be able to kind of not have to be sharing the same hallway with the opponent going into the middle of the game, and an important for at least what coaches think, a very important halftime speech. Penn State also then had to go on and take a pretty tough beating in that second half, so maybe that took a little bit of the motivation to say something and turned it up a notch for James Franklin, but I'm just a little bit confused as to why that exactly was his way to go. Coming up, we're going to talk to Jacob Rude. We mentioned yesterday the top 25 off the top of the show for men's basketball that has been announced. We'll go over Jacob's thoughts on it as his Hoosiers are the top-ranked team in the Big Ten. We'll get to that with Jacob Rood here in just a minute on Locked on Big Ten. But first, sweat block is a lifesaver if you're someone who sweats a lot or if you're just someone who's on the go a lot. Because even if you're not someone who is someone who sweats all the time a lot, everyone knows that you have some of those bad days where for some reason you're just sweating a little bit more. So if you take some of the sweat block, just reusable wipes that you can throw in a purse or anything else, you can go out and be confident that even if you're having a day that's just a little bit sweatier than usual, or if you're wearing like say certain shirts I'll have, just for some reason the sweat shows through more. You can go and take the sweat block with you if you're nervous about it at all and have that emergency backup if you need it so you can get through a day without having people seeing you sweat because even if you're okay with it, it's still a little weird. No. Have, go over to sweatblock.com and look at what we're talking about. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock and save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. It's
0: Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
1: In here on Locked On Big Ten alongside Jacob Rude, host of Locked On Hoosiers, Nate Dickinson in with you. We're going to go a little bit more in-depth on the top 25 preseason polls for basketball. I talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show, but Jacob, the host of our Locked on Hoosier, Hoosier show, has the team that has the top ranking in our top 25, and we've talked to him a lot on basketball already. So we're going to get into things here as we start to get into the formalities of this preseason, Jacob. AP preseason top 25 is out only three Big Ten teams in it. What were your, your initial reaction to that? Because I wasn't happy when we talked about
2: it yesterday. Uh, yeah, I mean, not surprised, unfortunately. Um, I think in general, the Big Ten's a little bit down, and, and we've kind of talked about that a little bit in that uh, IU kind of moved up simply because so many teams lost so much. So I wasn't necessarily surprised. Uh, I know there's a number of teams kind of in that receiving votes and things changed so much early in the season that we could be two or three weeks in and there'd be a number of big 10 teams ranked, but ultimately, yeah. I mean, this is kind of what I expected IU to, to be the top ranked team. And then uh, your Michigan, your Illinois, maybe Purdue or Michigan state would uh, be the only other ones ranked. I'm not shocked. It was only two teams. It's uh heading into the season. At least it, it seems like it might be a down year for the big 10.
1: I wasn't upset with the way that the order played out, as you mentioned, but I feel like everybody in the big 10 could have at least been like another level up from where they were in their rankings right now. I mean, I guess my biggest prevailing thought going into it was if I'm looking at the end of the season, I know for a fact that there's going to be more than three top 25 teams in the big 10, like that's Mm -hmm. just what's going to happen at the end of it. So. If you want to go ahead and say, okay, here's what we're looking at as far as the actual rosters and what we think about going into the season, that's fine. But the fact of the matter is you have three Big Ten teams in the top 25, and I just know there's going to be more than that throughout most of the season. So someone's going to have to overperform here, and that's where I'm saying at least that this isn't at least representative of what the Big Ten is going to be.
2: Yeah, and I think Michigan probably could or should be higher for certain with Hunter Dickinson and the talent they, that they have coming back. I was, I was surprised. I think I would have probably had Purdue as the next team uh, ranked. I was surprised that it was Illinois. Uh, Purdue has a a fair amount of talent, Zach Eady and and whatnot coming back. Um, There's some questions with Illinois and all the, the turnover basically that they had, but still I could see that argument, I, I did think that, I was surprised they were so far down in the, the rankings. I would have put Michigan maybe late teens, maybe like 16, 17, 18, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do agree. I mean, especially if you just look at a team like Michigan State, which every year the, it feels like that they're in the Sweet 16 giving somebody a run for their money in the Elite Eight or something like that. Uh, ultimately, it does feel like – in, a, in Going back to last year, it felt like there were a number of really good teams in the Big Ten that would be returning this year. So I could understand that argument. And in general, I I was surprised that Michigan, Illinois, Purdue were ranked so low. When you say a down year for the Big
1: Ten, because I think I'm on the same page there, is that at least there's going to be not what it was last season. But when you say a down year, what does that translate to come tournament time, at least in your head?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, off the top of my head, it looks like maybe six teams Ohio, Ohio State, Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois. There could be a little bit more, but like, also, I don't see any. I'd be really surprised if anybody was in the conversation for a number one seed and maybe even a number two seed. Uh, I mean, based on where they're at now, Indiana would be, what, a four seed? Um, and that being your highest-rated uh, Big Ten team, it, that, I think, probably is your best uh, like visual of what a down year would look like. I don't know. Maybe Indiana ends up being better than a 13th seed. Maybe Juwan Howard puts some things together with Michigan. There's a number of things that could happen, but – I don't think it's going to be a scenario where the Big Ten has a one seed and maybe a two or a three seed. And then the rest of the teams are scattered, you know, four or five, six, somewhere around there. I think it's going to be something closer to where maybe IU or Michigan is a, a two, three, maybe four seed. And you're kind of mixing in some some other schools that are going to be closer to a seven, eight, nine seed or something like that.
1: That I can see. I don't see a situation where it ends up only being like what you mentioned, six teams there. I just don't think that's enough for a big 10 conference. You're looking at seven, eight, nine teams, every single season, whenever this conference goes to play, just based on the year that it's having it's a bad year. Yeah. Maybe it ends up only being like a seven or an eight, but at least with what the big 10 is, there's going to be enough good basketball teams here and enough good resumes in this conference again, to where even if it's a really, really down year, like we're potentially talking about, it's not going to show in at least the number of tournament teams that you're having. Are you less confident in how dominant the teams at the top can be? Yeah, sure. But I, I don't think that if you're trying to think about getting teams into the tournament, I don't think I'm all that concerned about having a down year because well, one, the polls say it themselves. There's a whole bunch of teams that are outside that top 25 who people still think are pretty good basketball teams in the big 10. And just because of that, there's going to be at least some sort of, even if you think it's unfair, the big 10 lifting itself up throughout the second half of this season, getting itself some teams into this tournament. There's no doubt about it.
2: Yeah. Reputation will play a, a effect on that. I guess when I say six teams, I think those six are probably locks to be in the tournament um, barring something drastic. I, I, I mean, you can look at your Iowa's Rutgers, Wisconsin's maybe even Maryland, maybe Penn state. They showed some things at times last year. Some of those schools might be able to play their way into the tournament. And you're right. There is a certain just kind of reputation. The big 10 has that, um, maybe even mediocre teams that, uh, have a couple wins. I mean, that almost is what IU was last year before that, um, run in the tournament. That. They were kind of living off the reputation of what the Big Ten was last season. So there's going to be teams like that, uh, certainly, that will be able to to get in as some of the final teams uh in the tournament, and we'll see from there. But yeah, that's fair. I I, I can see a handful of other teams being as kind of bubble teams or, or playing their way into the tournament.
1: Jacob Roode is the host of Locked On Hoosiers. Before we let you go, Jacob. Indiana right now, according to the media, is at least the only team that's not on the fringe of being a top 25 team, at least a solid top 25 team in their eyes. How much better do you think this team is than the rest of the Big Ten Conference right now?
2: It's a good question. Um, I I think they, more than anything, they have more proven talent, uh, just in terms of, of quantity. I mean, you have a guy like Hunter Dickinson, but There are some other questions around uh, Michigan, for example. Same with uh, Zach Eady and uh, what Purdue lost last season. So I think it's just a matter of there's more proven talent. Right now, I I do think there's probably a tier between IU and the other schools. Um, They're going to be tested, though. I mean, we're going to find out real quick how good IU is because they're going to play, you know, number one, UNC, number five, Kansas, number 17, Arizona all in non-conference play. So uh, I guess we'll learn how much better IU might or might not be uh, versus everybody else in the Big Ten. Right now, I do think there is a little bit of a gap between them, just having a Trace Jackson Davis, Xavier Johnson, uh, proven guys, especially at the end of last season, who are playing really well coming into this season, a couple five-star recruits. But I mean, that, that's number 13 is some, some lofty praise, basically, and I kind of talked about it on yesterday's show. It, it might be almost a little bit too much too soon in that IU still does have some things to prove. Uh, this was a team that last time we saw them got clobbered by 25 points to St. Mary's. So I do think IU has some things to prove, but uh, we'll see how it goes because, like I said, they're going to get tested real quick.
1: Those games are all going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. And right at the start of the season, I know Big Ten fans are going to be hungry to get those ones started. Jacob Rude here with Locked On Hoosiers. You know, he's going to be all over everything leading up to the IU basketball season over on that show. And he'll be back here on Locked On Big Ten, of course, next week, too. Thanks again, Jacob, for coming out to talk to us here. Hey, Hoosiers put up
2: a good fight against Maryland last weekend. Not too bad, right? It was, uh that's about all we can hope at this point. It's been a bit of a disaster of a season, but putting up a fight, uh, I hope uh, Talia is well. It sounds like he kind of escaped major injury. That Those are always scary to see, but I guess putting up a good fight is all IU football has left until, uh, until basketball season starts.
1: Of course, basketball, football, all of it over on locked on Hoosiers with Jacob Monday through Friday. Thanks again, Jake, for joining us here for a couple of minutes on the show. Yep, as always. Thanks again to Jacob for joining us on the program here on Locked On Big Ten. We'll wrap up the show with some more news from around the conference in just a second. But first, the hiring process can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Also, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's wrap up the show here and talk a little bit more on the other news going on around the Big Ten. Just some things to touch on here as we wrap up the program. Uh, Kentucky basketball has agreed on a series with Indiana that was announced by Coach Calipari at the SEC Media Days. He didn't say anything else, just that an agreement had been put together and that they're still working on any sort of formality of it. But that's going to start up, he says, in 2025. So Kentucky versus Indiana has provided us great games before. Of course, two blue bloods of college basketball in the Midwest, and they're going to be going at it again very soon. Elsewhere, more rankings coming out around basketball. First off, we'll start with the Big Ten in the women's basketball preseason top 25 rankings. Six Big Ten basketball teams make the top 25, on the women's side, they go as follows. Iowa is number four, Indiana 11, Ohio State 14, Maryland 17, Nebraska 22, and Michigan 25. That's a look at the women's top 25. We'll talk more with Jacob about that. We were meaning to do it here on today's show. We'll get it with him when he got him next week because I know he's excited about the women's basketball season just as much as the men's too. In other news, Ken Palm rankings came out. If you don't know what Ken Palm is, it's one of those just college basketball advanced metrics that a lot of people like. It's a predictive metric, is one of the things that's emphasized on the site, meaning that it's not trying to show you how good a team has been. It's trying to take that information and say, okay, if this team plays tonight, here's how good they would be on an average night. So given those rankings, it's one of those stats where like, the football power index that ESPN has. It's just one of those that people like a lot for trying to determine and predict outcomes of games. So as far as the rankings in Ken Palm, the Big Ten has three teams in the top 25, but not the same three in the AP top 25. Indiana still on top at 12. Then it's Iowa at 23 and Purdue at 25. Neither of those teams ranked in the AP preseason top 25. Then a whole bunch of big teams packed in right outside of the top 25, too. Michigan's at 26, Michigan State 31, Ohio State 32, and then Illinois' is at 33, which means that that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that you have to go through before you hear Illinois' name. Illinois is a preseason top 25 team as it stands right now in the AP polls. But middle of the pack if you ask Ken Palm who the best teams in the Big Ten are going into the season. Of course, we'll get more as we get a bigger sample size on who's actually right. Speaking of differing opinions, Sports Illustrated released its Big Ten predictions and it did not have Indiana on top. The first publication that I've seen not pick the Hoosiers at the top of the conference, they pick... Illinois, of course, if it only makes sense. I top team for Illinois, number seven, according to Ken Palm, and three, according to the AP polls in the Big Ten. So that's an idea of just how open this conference is right now. Uh, in other news around the Big Ten, Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman said that the Gavitt Games' Could be canceled after 2023 as a result of Big Ten expansion? That's when the current contract to play games between the Big East and the Big Ten in basketball season runs out. And it would be the Big Ten making the move, of course, and saying, hey, we have better games that we can play other than your Big East games at the bottom of the conference. Top of the Big East, still perfectly fine to schedule games against, but bottom of the Big East, Big Ten's losing something there. And finally, making sure I don't miss anything uh, more than, oh, by the way, that women's, I I just looked at a note that I had that I hadn't hit on. That's more than any other conference in the country, those six women's basketball teams in the top 25. Uh, Finally, on the Big Ten schedule for tonight, a top 25 volleyball matchup. Number three, Nebraska is at number 12, Purdue. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern time. On Big Ten Network and a couple of recruiting commitments to tell you about from earlier this week. Start of the week, three-star athlete Kendrick Bell from Kansas City committed to Michigan, Six 6'3", 180, and again listed as an athlete. So we'll see where it ends up that he plays. And also a big commitment coming for the Minnesota Gophers, both in size and in value. Four-star recruit Dennis Evans commits to Minnesota basketball, This guy out of Riverside, California, seven foot one. So some size coming up to Minneapolis. Big get for them. Going to have to talk to maybe Kane Rob about that one soon. Tomorrow on the program, we're going to talk to the new host of our Locked On Nittany Lions show about facing Minnesota this weekend. Both the Gophers and the Nittany Lions looking for some identity after losses here over the last weekend. We'll see what exactly He's thinking going into the matchup. That's coming up tomorrow here on Locked On Big Ten. Until then, be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts at Locked On Big Ten. It's 1-0, not 10 not T E N at the end of Big Ten there. It's the same thing for our YouTube and on Twitter. And be sure to follow me on Twitter too at Nate with Sports, wherever you have your Twitter accounts on your phone, computer, I don't know. We'll be back tomorrow with more here Preview in Penn State, Minnesota, and anything else that happens in the Big Ten. Until then, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.